Warning, this is an adult-oriented podcast about really perverse things like communication and consent. If you are under 18 and looking for answers to questions about sex or kink, please visit scarletteen.com. For the dude bro listeners, this is the nerdy shit. Fuck off! Somebody help that poor submissive! Look, up there in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane? Is that a flogger? Someone's gotta be having a good time. As the kink signal shines brightly in the night sky, we know that there is fuckery afoot. What kind of fucking town is this? No worries, as they've listened to the Gotham press beforehand, so all will be safe, sane, and consensual. Well, that's reassuring. Right? Yeah, but what's the Gotham press? What is the Gotham press, you ask? It's about time you tell us, don't you think? Well, I'll let the Cape Crusaders themselves educate you on that. You are now listening to the world-famous Gotham Press Podcast. Gothamites, I'm back. I say I'm back because there is no Lala this time. I have a whole new crew, and hopefully we will be amazing. So let me go ahead and introduce, first on the list, the one, the only, the move far away, Kitten. Hi. And then the local, well, the kind of local, as she moved up into the mountains, Stacy. Hey, everyone. And this one guy who just kind of found his way here. What's up, Papa? What's going on? I'm still not sure where I am, but uh, help? (laughs) (laughs) There is no help for you. You're you're here now. So, hey, everybody. How you doing? Pandemic-y. Today's an okay day. I've been better, but I'm glad to hear y'all. All All right. We like that. (sighs) So just for those listening to us, hey, everybody. I know that it takes a lot of time to find a good podcast. If you really want to make this podcast better, though, you can always join us on our Patreon as little as a dollar a month. And it helps us get better audio quality and make so that we can do this for you. I thought it was to get me cookies, but okay. Subscribe. I thought it was so you and Greedy could, like, buy gas, have gas money to, like, go to, like, Folsom Street and screw around. Well, it's that, too. But not just Folsom. It's also other things. <laughs> oh, okay. We like to go to a lot of nerd and kink events. Yeah, like that uh, stuffy collection you got in a uh, basket somewhere. That is not my stuffy collection. That's uh, my girlfriend's stuffy collection, which she is sadly missing at this point because of the corona. Well, it's a shared effort. You're taking care of them. Yes, I am currently watching over them. Apparently, I am to, I am sleeping with a different one each night so that they don't feel lonely. Oh, that's sweet. Ah, uh, yes. Extremely sweet. I do what I can. <laughs> oh, also, listeners, if you want to know where you can find us or if you want to share it with your friends and so they can find us, just look in the show notes and we'll have everywhere that we're currently listed for our podcast. You know, we got the Discord, we got the Facebook. We had an Instagram. We do still have an Instagram. I need to post on that more. We've got everything. And for this particular episode, this is our first time recording on Zencaster. So do, not sponsoring. Not sponsoring. But do message us and let us know how it sounds. So that way we'll know if we want to keep with this model or if we want to uh, change it up a little bit. So everybody, you've all looked over the show notes, yes? Yes. I was supposed to look over that? Ah. Uh, Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so here's the first thing. 
trying to do this now since this whole pandemic's going on. Just a quick self-check on everybody. How's everyone just doing in general? How's your day-to-day going? Well, so for me, I lost my job back in September 2019. So my my day-to-day, week-to-week routine really hasn't changed much since September. I mean, I'm, I'm getting by okay. Things really are the same for me. I don't know. It's just, it's uh, it's been a little harder not being able to get to go out and like see people and uh, come to the dungeon and like, you know, go see my partner when I, uh, when I need to, when I want to. But I'm getting by, I guess. Yeah, that's always hard. Uh, more day drinking, more baking, lots of sweets, so many sweets. And working from home with another person. It's weird. It's fun, but it's weird. Working from home with another person? Yeah, I have another person in my household. And when we're both on a phone call, it gets loud. Oh, gotcha. Uh, what about you, Nof? Uh, not too much has changed. Just... Uh... School, lots of school. Seems like it never ends. <laughs> what are you uh, going for, if you don't mind? Uh, cinematography. Oh, sounds interesting. It can be. It's also expensive. Cameras and the prices blow my mind right now. Mm. Sounds like a way to get perverted, too. Absolutely, and I do have plans. Nice. And as for me, I've been working from home, and growing up as an only child prepared me for this life. You're just okay being an awesome teddy bear. Awesome. (laughs) That's why you're awesome, right, Captain? That's why I do my best to attempt to be. Yeah. In our first real story for the day, how many of you drive? (laughs) Currently? I do. All right. So Stacey drives. Knopf drives. Kitten? I I apparently drive when, when I have places to drive to. That's how it works. Okay. Right now, no. The question is, do any of you drive in Georgia? Hell no. <laughs> I've been to Atlanta one time, but that was actually before I had my driver's license. Been through, and it was interesting. Well, now in the state of Georgia, until the pandemic officially ends, those youngsters who have to pass a driving test to actually get their license no longer need to. As long as they have all of their um, prerequisites done, they just get their license. Yeah, that's going to... Um, fantastic. That that's a little terrifying. Uh, about as terrifying as LA traffic during rush hour. So has everyone checked their uh, auto insurance lately to make sure it's up to snuff? <laughs> uh, I know that mine is. <laughs> Someone needs to check Georgia. I'm just glad I don't have any excuses to visit the great state of Georgia anytime soon. I mean, they do have some fantastic pecans and peaches. For you and me. I suppose. <laughs> Move into the country. Gonna eat, eat a lot, of, lot peaches. of peaches. It's not just the fact that they're getting licenses. It's the fact that the governor of Georgia figures, you know what? Let's open things back up. This stuff has been going on too long. I believe it was as of the 24th of April, on a limited basis, they've been opening up tattoo parlors and restaurants. You gotta get that haircut. Oh yeah, barbershops and everything. Because people just have to use their common sense, which I personally don't believe that there's anything common about sense. No, I don't think... uh... I might just be a simple girl who happens to be a ASC certified mechanic and not a clinical virologist, but I don't think this pandemic is under control enough to be turning people loose in the streets yet. Yeah, we're definitely not South Korea at the moment. Yeah. 
No, what we don't have drive-through testing for free for everyone where they can just come up of their own accord and oh you know know if they're carrying or asymptomatic and not bring it back to grandma i didn't know that or um new zealand new zealand where they've universally tested every citizen and the virus has practically eliminated there well yes and even though i was gonna make a quip about it but uh to be fair we are much much larger than uh, North Korea and New, uh, New Zealand. Our egos are larger, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And our girl. Yes, yeah. they are. <laughs> <sighs> so yay for Georgia starting the murder of America. Oh, I don't think they started yeah. it, but uh, they will finish it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just really itching to get back to getting out there in the streets when it's a lot, like way too early to. And come on, guys. It's only been, it's only been like, what, a month, two months? We... I mean, about two months in America. Yeah, about two months, but I'm still trying to figure out why they want to go out when it's so damn humid. No. During World War II, the United States, American citizens, we went without we went without everything. We went with heavy rationing for like, what, four or five years? Because rationing in the United States lasted after the war until 1946, 1947. Mm-hmm. We as a country pulled together and just went without for five years, six years, well, yeah. and people people these days are so entitled, we can barely go without for two months. Well, at the same time, that was also, we didn't have a pandemic to worry about. People who had their food stamps, their, their rations, if they didn't use a certain product, they would trade it for something they did use, and they made a lot of uh, unfortunate circumstances work out to their favor. You mean like Chrissy Teigen trading banana nut bread for romaine lettuce? Absolutely. (laughs) They even had a small little uh, wagon to push it over with. Yeah. It was a a car. It was a toy car. Get it right. (laughs) But it's just these days, Americans can't just we as a people, the American people, we just, we can't, you know, we can't rest. We can't, uh, I'm just astonished. We can't sit there and be still. (laughs) for, For more than eight weeks. It's a little disheartening. Well, you know, there is something that uh, I saw that may make people stay inside a little bit, a little bit more. Apparently, we have a murder hornet now in America. Yeah. Oh, and good. I. Is this in exchange for locusts and with the plague, or is it just on top Probably of the locusts with the plague? It came as the bonus DLC. <laughs> oh, got it. Uh, yeah. Apparently, this hornet is not uncommon in other parts of the world but has never been in america before but now has been spotted on multiple occasions is about two inches long and has a stinger that can pierce the thick fabric of a beekeeper's outfit which is supposed to stop stingers aren't they also targeting bees and like ruining their ecosystem and eating them they are which makes things that much worse because as much as people don't like bees, they're kind of a necessity. Yeah, we need them to pollinate crops, like most of the fruit crops, and like most like wheat and stuff like that. Well, they're not the only pollinators out there either. They're the most proliferate. Proliferate. That word. <laughs> most common. The most adored. So that's good, and I'm sure that like if you, this thing stings you, you like hallucinate <laughs> or something for like two days. No, I think it actually can kill you. Yeah. If you get bit enough. Multiple uh, bites and stings, yeah. Yeah, it can kill an adult. I'll take the hallucinations, though. But it's so cute. I, don't think it's I just, cute. I just want to pet it. There's this bug in Fallout called the Cazador, 
that sounds just like this. I was going to say they were probably cousins. That's nice. That's so, so nice. That's what we want. Giant bugs on top of a pandemic. Hey, you know well, what? Eventually we're going to get Godzilla and I'm waiting for that. <laughs> hey, we already got the King of the Monsters movie, okay? Oh, no. Was that the one with Kevin what? Smith? What? <laughs> no. No, that was King Kong. Wait, was he in Ke- Was he in that one? I don't, I don't think he was. he was in that one. I think Noff is just fucking with us. He wants us to rewatch King Kong so we can stare at all the giant bugs again. Maybe. Right, look, if I want a big bug, I'll just rewatch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and I'll root for Auntie. Okay, that's fair. And for a second, that's I was like, fair. please tell me one, at least one of you is saying Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> What's it's that? It's a movie from a long one, time ago. Two, and there was one with the baby, too. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Yeah. Yeah, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's what I was. They shrunk the kids, then they got shrunk themselves, and then it was the kid got blown up. No, no, no. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was the second one. And then Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves was the uh, third one, which I don't think anybody actually saw. I I think I remember something about a banana from that third one. Yeah, I've never seen the third one myself. But here's the thing. People are going to be afraid of crazy drivers out of Georgia. People are going to be afraid of mortar. Mortar. Murder hornets, <laughs> but they have a glimmer of hope of staying inside with new entertainment. Oh, yeah! Uh, later this year, there's going to be a new Assassin's Creed. I'm excited, Valhalla. so excited. Which, when I heard that, my first thought was, I don't really see a sat like I've played Assassin's Creed before, and it's always a sneaky, sneaky, stealthy game. I don't see that with <laughs> with Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic. I I mean, jump on the bandwagon while you have the chance, right? After Syndicate, I'm still still troubled by that one. I never actually played Syndicate. Well, this is just an opinion, so to each their own, but uh, the story was forgettable, and uh, the side missions were definitely more fun than the campaign itself. You don't play Assassin's Creed for the story anymore. You play for the graphics and... The gameplay? Eh? The sneaky, sneaky murder, murder simulator? Yes, pretty so much. Me all the stuff I loved about Black Flag is just not relevant anymore? No, you still get to hide in the haystack. <laughs> but Black Flag brought in ship combat, which did not really like speak to me as far as an assassin game. No, but uh, it was fairly decent. It wasn't uh, on the same level as... Uh, naval simulators but for what it was there are actual naval simulators absolutely yeah you know why not (laughs) actually i think there are you have flight simulators why not naval simulators submarine simulators that's true oh well okay fine we'll go with that i'm just happy with my with my stabby stabby kill Um, kill simulator i'll be good with that All I have to say, though, how can you not want to watch it when they're so gorgeous? The art is so pretty. You know, the trailer that they put up for the new Assassin's Creed did look beautiful. Oh, yeah. It also looked like Vikings, (laughs) but that's a whole different thing. It didn't just look like Vikings. (laughs) It looked like, and granted, this is because it's EA, a certain uh, medieval combat game they uh, had come out a couple of years back. Which one? That one was... It was so uh, forgettable, I forgot the name. Let me open my library. Uh, oh, the one where you had like the three versions of fighters. Um, can't think of the name of it now. See? 
For Honor. Honor. Yes. So I'm like, I can see the image of the trailer and all that, but I just couldn't think of the name. Yeah. And some of the Vikings in there, if you're watching the trailer, look just like uh, a couple of the character models in there. And granted, is For Honor made by the same people that make Assassin's Creed? Like, not just uh, Ubisoft, but like a specific studio under Ubisoft? They are made. I'm not sure. uh, Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Quebec. They're all Canadians. Uh, They're fine. They're all Canadian. Yeah. See, because I played Assassin's Creed um, 1, and then I played uh, some of Syndicate. I liked the game, but, like, the gameplay was just really, even with the story, the gameplay was really repetitive to me. And it just wasn't wasn't engaging to me. I did watch the four-minute trailer for Vikings and, or Valhalla. Same thing. The graphics look great. I'm just, I'm just, curious as to what the premise is in this game like how how is it going to work but how is it going to tie into the enzo story and their entire strange going through memory storyline i don't even i'm not even sure about that because like they don't they probably don't even have to keep that going like i don't see how they have to keep that going these days for a while have they i don't know it's still going. It's a still main kind of underlying theme for all of their games, but I kind of just play them now as a standalone, almost like a history game, because they do really well at following history through their games, which is really nice to see. I remember yeah. uh, I had a roommate when I want to say Assassin's Creed 2 or 3 came out. Dear God, the hours he poured into that game to figure out all the hidden like codes and all that. It's like, Jesus. So much in that game. Uh, 100% completionist, your, your friend. He He's not, but for that game, he really got into it and was. I could see it. Yeah. But spoilers. Hidden Blade. Oh, the Hidden Blade. <laughs> that, that's not much of a spoiler. It's an Assassin's Creed game. I was wondering how they were going to tie it in with Vikings, though. Come on. I really was, too. Kind of a mainstay of the franchise. I was thinking it was... I don't want to spoil it, so uh, on the battlefield, by the tree. Yeah. That should be vague enough. That should be. I couldn't tell for a while who the, who the, PC, who the main PC was until like the last like, you know, minute of the trailer. Last like 10 seconds of the trailer. Yeah, I was wondering too. He does have a um, Ragnar uh, Lothbrok uh, look. Told you, it's the Vikings show in Assassin's Creed form. Essentially. There's just no Floki, I think. Maybe. They might have made them female. I mean, that would suit Floki. I'm sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Odin is with us! <laughs> I never watched that, that show, the Vikings show. Which Vikings show? Uh, the History Channel made a pretty successful TV show out of, like, the Vikings. Yeah, the, the one that was co-done with uh, the history channel kind of to take a bite out of um game of thrones hit uh kind of to take a bite out of like game of thrones success ah gotcha and just like game of thrones after a certain season you just kind of stop watching well i was one of those rare ones that watched the entire way through even that horrific last season i'm sorry you put yourself through that yeah my condolences well, you know, eventually it's going to be done long enough where they're going to just going to reboot it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. No more reboots, please. <laughs> but Wasn't the 2019 Christmas party um, Game of Thrones theme? It was Game of Thrones theme for that one. That, we had planned that before the last season had actually aired. And then yeah. by the time it aired, it was too late. 
we had already we had already bought into it. I was already really. <laughs> I was already really busy right then. Like I was thinking about going, and it's like I should totally go to that. And it's like, oh, it's Game of Thrones themed. Like I'm not a huge fan of Game of Thrones. Well, you didn't have to come in Game of Thrones attire. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking a uh, a red wedding themed Christmas party would be pretty fun, though. <laughs> I, I let's do that, shall we? I'm pretty sure lots of Christmas parties in the real world are like the red wedding. <laughs> yeah, they just Isn't turn that out that way, just naturally. <laughs> Thanksgiving, probably Thanksgiving as well. New Year's Eve. Um... No, New Year's Eve is just more. I don't know of any major. <laughs> no, New Year's Eve is like Joffrey's wedding. A lot of hype and then a letdown. No, a lot of. A lot of hype, and then, hey, did that guy just die? Just couldn't get up? Uh, oh, God, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uncle fell over. <laughs> he was drinking a lot. And then somebody disappears, somebody dies, and it was a good time had by all. Well, you know, the best way to end a, a New Year celebration is with a toast, right? <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Even I know that reference, and I don't watch the show. That's I was funny. hoping someone would. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Now I'm just giggling. <laughs> oh, so back to what I was saying earlier, though, uh, about reboots that apparently Kitten just does not care for. Have any of you seen the show? Was the old show called Saved by the Bell? <laughs> Screech is still scarred into the back of my mind. Old Screech I'm or not New old Screech? <laughs> Both. What? Uh, Dustin Diamond, the actor who played Screech, in the show, he was the the side character, the comic guy, and then after oh, the yeah. show went off the air, he went down a very, very dark path. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, Celebrity Fit Camp or whatever was a real low point for that guy. Still better than the uh, stunt double for the Red Ranger. Stunt double? Uh, the Red Ranger for the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. His stunt double. Uh... Oh, wait, the stunt double had an issue? Oh, yeah, he uh, killed a couple of people for a yacht. The uh, stunt double, like, lived in and then, like, died in, like, Lancaster or Palmdale and, like, murdered his wife and then, like, got, like, I think life. Oh, like, shit. Two thousand seven or eight was arrested for murdering his wife in like two thousand seven or eight in like a trailer park in Lancaster. Fuck. Oh jeez. Did not know any of that. Yeah. Like the most terrible things I knew about Power Rangers were one of the newer Rangers got arrested for stabbing a guy and the original Yellow Ranger died. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. The original cast kids had it pretty hard for the first couple of years after the show or during the show anyway, but like that stunt double guy had it hard. Oh, yeah. That's no good. No bueno whatsoever. So the Save by the Bell reboot, is it yet to air or is already airing? Because I don't really do TV these days. It is yet to air. Um, I was looking at something online for it. Apparently they're trying to get most of the original cast back, except for Lisa. Really? Why not her? Because apparently she, like, Dustin Diamond went down a, a dark path, and he uh, allegedly shot a guy, you know, was arrested for illegal firearms, went to jail, got out on probation, 
got another firearm, got rearrested, but he's still invited back to be on the show. Um, Lark Voorhees, the actress who played Lisa, yeah, apparently she's got bipolar and some other issues, and they just politely declined to invite her to come back to the show, at least as of right now. Wow. Yeah, apparently she had a big, uh, I don't want to say meltdown, but there was an emotional interview that she had on uh, an, on a talk show a while back about it. Well, that's good enough for me not to watch. But it's got Mario Lopez. Yeah, Mario Lopez is still like the only one of those people from the original show is still like actually famous. He's he does have that show extra the the behind the scenes like TV talking about TV, TV talking about TV show extra. Oh yeah, that he's in that, but I don't think he's actually he looks the same. Yeah, someone I was watching saying that does he age? I don't think he ages. <laughs> well, he's not like fifteen anymore, so. Yeah, but he could still pull off the, hey, I'm just the in-shape, you know, sexy guy look. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now he's a gym teacher. Yeah, which I did find the scene hilarious where he pulled in a couple of students. I guess (laughs) the students that are going to be the main characters in the show are supposed to be the kids of, like, Zach and Kelly and um, Jesse and Slater and all of them. So, uh so Slater pulls them into the office. Like, I remember I always used to, you know, fight with my best friend about this girl. Hey, those are your parents. And, you know, That's... when I finally realized <laughs> that I wasn't going to, you know, have them, I just found somebody else that I did like. And I started to say her, hey, that was your mom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was hilarious. So I'm, I'm all for all that sort of stuff. I wonder if they're going to get um, the actor for uh, Mr. Belding back in it, though. Ooh. He is still alive. Unlike Mr. Belvedere. Ah, uh, Mr. Belvedere. Ah, references. Uh... Hooray for showing my relative age. When that show went off the air in like 96, mm-hmm. I was six years old. I was not the target age demographic. No, but it was still oh. funny. <laughs> Ow, my age, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Okay. You're we'll not that much older than you. me. If you want the age to hurt, you know. Wings, Frasier. Hey, I watched both of Cheers, those. Watch that. Coach. I knew about those because they were in syndication when I was a little bit older. Yeah. Like, I'm completely <laughs> lost. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Cheers, because that was in syndication for a long time. A very long time. And my time. mom watched a couple of those shows. My mom did watch Frasier and, like, Wings. Oh, yeah, another one, Murphy Brown. Oh, yep. My mom watched, watched Murphy, Murphy Brown. too. Which they tried to reboot that, and I think it lasted less than a season and got canceled. Yeah, twenty seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah, it's just not the right time for it. I don't think there's any right time for a reboot for most uh, things at this point, <laughs> except for the fact that hey, everybody's stuck home, so you will watch what we give you. Damn it! Exactly. Yeah. No, there's that thing called a book. I can read that. Book sales, I'm sure, at an all-time high right now. Liquor sales. I saw I saw a meme a couple days ago. Liquor sales are at an all-time high. Well, that's because they don't want murder. Highest they've ever been per capita since um, since the end of Prohibition in 1932. Very nice. I can get yeah. it delivered to me. I don't oh, have yeah. to go out. Hell yeah, I'm buying liquor. <laughs> so the thing- yeah, you can use like like DoorDash or Restaurant Runner. So the thing that I see for that is, hey, you can't find toilet paper, but you know what? You can get drunk and forget about it. <laughs> yep. <Ooh. laughs> tomorrow, uh, t- 
tomorrow kitten's problem. Tomorrow, tomorrow. We'll love you tomorrow. I'd love you tomorrow. <laughs> it's only a day away. Tomorrow's oh. Tomorrow's gonna oh, be fun. Real quick, are any of you moviegoers? You know, not just watch movies, but actually go out to the theater and all that. No, I used it's to be. been a while, but I would like to get. Back I mean, before the pandemic. <laughs> no, even before the pandemic, it was just uncomfortable seats, loud people, my feet sticking to the floor. Never being sure what's on the seats. I have a disability that makes sitting for prolonged periods of time really difficult. Oh. So I good. used to be before my disability stopped me from going to movie theaters. Gotcha. Well, movie theaters are apparently having a fight with studios. Well, at least us studio. Mm. AMC and Regal are both basically banned Universal movies from playing in their theaters. Wow. Uh, how does that help them when their entire business is playing movies? Well, it's mostly a, you did this thing, and I'm, I'm upset with you. Because Universal decided, hey, since nobody can actually go to the theater to see their movie, they're just re release it immediately on demand. And it turns out that was very fucking lucrative for them. That sounds fantastic. Oh, not just that. It was several months prior to uh, the official release. So they released it several months early. And I, I kind of get where the theaters are coming from because... Historically, they've always been about an experience, even though that experience has gone drastically downhill, even after the Hayes Code went out of effect. But uh, Show us your degree. Come Hayes on now. Code, the um, <laughs> moral code of movies. <laughs> no, and for that, case, for that, I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> oh, no. It's too late. You've already started down this path. This is... This, this is really interesting. Just synopsize. Come on. All right. The Hayes Code was a moral code that basically said you will have no TNA. You will have what was considered an acceptable amount of violence, which basically came out to uh, you allude to it and pan away. And anything that could be considered morally compromising to the general public was not kosher. However, there were some theaters were not owned by the major production companies at the time that would put on their own movies and that goes into a whole whole fun bit with the grindhouse or what became the grindhouse exploitation uh, genre oh and now we have been learned i didn't know this was an educational podcast hey we do what we can to help and educate thank you very much we do what we must because we can <laughs> Just like Regal and AMC are reducing, refusing to play any Universal movies because they can. Well, yeah, they can, but like we were saying, that may bite them in the ass more than anything else. It might, but uh, I think AMC has their own streaming service as well. Do they? Well, let's be honest. Movie theaters aren't going out of business. Nobody wants to pay $15 for a cup of water. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't go to the movies as much yes. as I used to. Like, growing up, me and my mom, we love to go to a, to a movie theater. So, for certain movies, I am more than willing to go pay that $2,000 for a ticket and $75,000 for, you know, a half cup of popcorn and <laughs> a drink. Stale popcorn. Stale, stale popcorn. Sorry, stale popcorn. Yeah, you're not really far off there. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me phrase this probably. 
freshly popped stale popcorn. Yep. <laughs> and go in to the seats, which th- at least that part gotten better since they have those uh, reserved seating theaters now. But mm, it's yeah, it's nice sometimes to just go in, let the lights dim, and just share, like I said, that experience of seeing this movie, especially in like an opening night for something. Like I've been to multiple opening nights, and it's always having your ribs vibrate. When yeah, they... that that no. that that really strong bass you can get out of those really nice uh, speakers, super strong like speakers yeah. you can get there. That's really something. You have no idea how bad I want this. Or if it's uh, or it's a series release and it's the opening night, I got to hang out with a bunch of people dressed up as Jedi and stormtroopers. That That's always fun. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Well, Theater experience less than. Well, you're okay, down in the so, big city, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. So AMC does have a streaming service. They do. They do. But they probably only stream things that are a little bit old or things that are in mass distribution or something like that. I mean, um, I have Netflix. <laughs> yes. Looking at it, Walking Dead, Rubicon, Riviera. Because AMC has that TV channel, too, the AMC TV Oh, channel. yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that, yeah. So, yes, they, they do have a streaming for their television stuff. I didn't think about the movies. So, yeah, I, I don't think AMC is going to be too hurt by it. But Regal does a bunch of the like opera stuff, though. That's I think that's how they're trying to keep afloat. Oh, yeah, true. and that's a big that's something I heard about a long time ago on like sixty minutes the opera tie-in because like they're trying to expand like and they're doing that in a lot of markets. They're, like they'll play big Broadway plays or big operas, and they'll do it in a lot of different markets. Like they'll play those overseas and they'll play them in lots of different cities. And like, they're, they're really trying to expand that to a lot of different markets. You know, at, oh, they do uh, anime. I was like, as you're they talking might. about, I remember seeing like previews of like, if you go before the movie actually officially starts before even the movie previews do, they'll do ads for stuff like that. Like, Hey, coming this summer, you know, one night only see this in your local theater. Yeah, they do do stuff like that, like the Broadway shows. I know they've had like Ghibli nights where they do like all the Totoro and everything like that. But still, that means putting the hands on, getting in my car, getting to the theater, buying my expensive ticket, and sitting where it's still slightly warm and moist from somebody else's ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're kind of lucky in a way because... You know, you only really have to put on a skirt. Guys got to put on the pants unless they got a kilt. And If I want my ass and my skin possibly touching somebody else's moist, sweaty residue, yeah, I'll wear a skirt. No. Nope. All right. I'm, I'm just trying to get my hands There on. are some theaters that are out there trying to offer really unique experiences, too, like 4K dis- mm-hmm. 2K displays or 4K displays or like more immersive sound and uh, some films are still displayed in 3d or IMAX or IMAX, the dinner, dinner theaters too. But if you spend a lot of money, you can still get a really nice high quality TV, like a 4k TV and then pay a few bucks extra and get like Netflix 4k and get, and maybe have a really nice sound bar and get really good, video and audio display at home and have a really nice home theater set up. So, I mean, 
It's just trying to and be the option to pause if you have to go pee. Exactly. <laughs> that's the first part. Well, no, yeah. that's the second best part. What's the first best part? No pants? Well, if you've got somebody with you, then absolutely no pants. Yeah. I get yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, they call it Netflix and chill. Well, it's released and released now. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. Don't worry about it, Captain. You'll hear it in the back audio. Uh, no, that was too good of a pun to not to not say one more time. Come on. What? Release and release instead of Netflix and chill? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that was good. That's funny. I think that's a good spot to end on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's the climax. I'm sorry. It, it was the climax of uh of the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. Just you. Oh. <laughs> hey, Nof. What's going on? I asked you to pick the word of the episode. Actually, I asked everybody, and you did. What's the word? Change. Change. Why are we changing? <laughs> well, we're changing because uh, the Folsom Street Fair is doing something a little interesting and a little new for them. What are they doing? The Folsom Street Fair, for the first time, is going to be held online. But... Seriously? Seriously? Hold on, hold on. But Folsom Street Fair, and correct me if I'm wrong, their big thing is packing like over 200,000 people into a, like a small area so that you can barely move. Yeah. And don't kink shame. I'm not I'm not shaming. I'm just saying that's what happens there. I've never personally been, but I know people that have been and that's all I talk about. It's like it was great. I couldn't go anywhere, but it was great. I mean there's a lot to see. There's a lot of people. I feel like people go for the sites and the vendors. The experience overall, yeah. Yeah. To say I've went. <laughs> yeah. My question, though, is how are, how is that going to translate to a virtual medium? I don't honestly know. It's No, my question is, okay, translated to a digital medium, how are you going to keep people's identities safe? Oh, that's an even better question. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I read the article, and I believe they were talking about they are still trying to figure that out at this point. They're trying to, I think they're going to like gauge the audience for those people that would want to attend and see what sort of information they're willing to share to still be part of this event. Mm. As long as they're not using Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard many uh, people say that they just don't trust Zoom at this point, but it's it works for what it's, for what it's supposed to do as long as nobody else yeah. comes in and just fucks over your whole meeting. Yeah, or unless you know, as long as you're not having a uh, yoga class and randomly two uh, dudes sitting there in the buff polishing. <laughs> I want to talk more about Zoom here in a minute, but the Folsom Street thing. I uh, I'm really interested to see what they come up with because when I read the article, it it really seemed like they were curious. It really seemed like they the, the event organizers were curious as to what they could even come up with because like like it seems like what are they going to do? Like have like an E3 event. But like, but like for kink, like where everybody's just like hanging out, like watching presenters, but like just everybody. Well, I've done something like that already. Yeah. Yeah. I've done something like that during the pandemic. Um, there was a conference called Flame and they did an entire digital conference where they had three different Zoom rooms. They had a schedule 
and they would have presenters come and uh, some of the presenters actually even had ASL. They had translators there too, which was kind of cool because I feel like there's so much you could do with the digital medium that gives people more access because you may go to the Folsom Street Fair, but if you're unable to hear and you don't have some translating with you, you miss out because they don't if they don't carry a translator with them or have someone translating. So it, there's a lot of potential, but there's also that whole, okay, I'm only out for this. How can I be out and not have it come out, out? Okay. See, that sounds cool. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, I'd be okay with a uh, E3 type deal. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I was going to say my thing with that though is, I remember, like, I've never personally been to E3. I've wanted to for years. But I remember when they had those, like, two or three years where they were like, okay, we're just closing it out to the public. It is only for industry, people that work in the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. And people were pissed about that. This isn't the oh, same. Yeah. This isn't the same deal, obviously, because this is more of a, hey, you have to rather than you want to. Yeah. But I still like for a conference like that for E3, I can see that going digital a lot more easily than I can a full on kink event like that. Uh, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to have some of the sellers probably uh, disenfranchised to an extent. It's going to be hard on them. Yeah, absolutely. And however, they could highlight and uh, you know, bring attention to some of the, the top gear and uh, the sellers that are offering it. Well, on that's the hard part for sellers, though, because if you're not virtual and you mostly deal face to face, you're now scrambling to try and come up with a comprehensive UI for a website to try and draw people in without being able to have that interaction or show off like the quality mm, of your yeah. work. I was going to say also, along with that, you said the top sellers who actually says, hey, yeah, this person is the best. Well, and that's why they're trying to organize now. If you start trying to put together a user interface and a supply chain right now, you can be ready for your big event four or five months from now. True. Hoping that our, our shipping industry and our UPS is still working. Your USPS, I should say. If I did it, I would have it fairly done as fair as you could in a digital medium. So only people who have bought their way in, so ticket holders, would have access to a voting system. One vote for person, and they vote on the gear that is on offer. Seller unseen, so they don't know who's selling it until after. And then throughout the course of the Funny event, story. Uh, did something happen? Go ahead. No, it's your turn. I have a story, but you... I have a story, but it, you, you go ahead first. Oh, sorry. Um... I lost my place, so go ahead. Okay. Uh, funny story. September 2019, I, I lived in Santa Rosa, California, which is about an hour from downtown San Francisco. And, like, I really wanted to go to Folsom Street, but, like, a lot of really unpleasant things happened. So I had to leave a week before Folsom Street. And it's like, damn it, I really wanted to stay long enough to get to attend Folsom Street, but it just didn't work out. I had to move oh. home here to Kern County again. 
<laughs> I was so pissed off. Mm. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. There's always the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is the future. A future full of murder hornets. The future where Fulton Street is in person as long as you have your government uh, mandated uh, bubble suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Bubble boy, we miss you. That will definitely be an interesting Folsom if that becomes a thing. (laughs) Everyone's going to be into latex play in the future. (laughs) And gas masks. All the gas masks. Latex, yep. It's going to be mandatory. I'm seeing a, a bunch of brats in their bubble suits just bouncing off of each other like it's a, a, a ball pit. Oh, God. And then a bunch of sadists with pins to pop the bubble suits and freak everyone out? Oh, no. Oh. Well, that too. But no, you have all, all the littles and brats bouncing around against each other. And then you have the sadists that are strong enough to pick up said balls and just throw it <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've handled paws in my day, but I don't know if I'd want to throw them. They're usually attached. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. I see what you did there. What? <laughs> so, Stacey, you said you had something to say about Zoom. I actually think that's part of our next segment, if we get to it. Oh, do we have anything more to say about Folsom? Carry on. Oh, sweet summer child of leather. Please happen. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to go into carry on my way for sun. <laughs> No, that season's ended. <laughs> I ha- there it is. I have not seen the last season of um, of that show. Shame. Hey, I'm just waiting on it to be done so I can just binge it on Netflix. Shame. I have to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the cowbell nearby for it, so don't worry. Oh, God. It'll be there. Though It'll apparently there. they have a, a bar in Austin. A brewery, so I'm hoping to hit that up eventually. As soon as you're able to get out safely without contracting the death. <laughs> Don't want to catch the plague. No, I have enough of it in my fridge. All the Rona. A dearth of death. Wait, do you have limes to go with your Rona? No, I have limes to put in my coconut and shake it all up. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay, we've obviously <laughs> reached the end of Folsom. Zoom. Stacy. Oh, so I guess I'm leading this next portion, this next segment of the show. Um, the final segment of the show today is how the Kern County, Tri-County area, and really, I guess, the whole King community of the world is uh, adapting to life with the plague. So uh, me personally and a few other people here in the Bakersfield community are organizing Zoom hangouts to replace a lot of the in-person hangouts we used to have. And uh, I wanted to talk about that for a while. Um, I think it's been pretty successful, and I think we've had a lot of people hanging out. I think it's been pretty nice seeing everybody's face on a pretty regular basis. And I know Awesome has been attending most of our hangouts, and I know that, and I know that uh, Papa and Kitten haven't been to our those the hangouts I've organized. But I'm sure you two have experienced a lot of Zoom hangouts and video calls in the last you know two months. So I just wanted to see. I just wanted to talk about it with everybody and have a discussion on how everybody's doing in the age of the video kinky zoom hangout well i i've definitely had a lot of uh, zoom hangouts but they've all been school related so far so it's been kind of um prosaic 
<laughs> I've done a lot of Zoom classes. Um, uh, FitLife actually added a virtual tab to their events, which was pretty cool. Uh, I did a conference via Zoom. And then I'm now experimenting with Discord having video capability within the server. And that's a little interesting. Um, I do know that I hate not having one of the Buku accounts because I'm not paying for it and the meeting dying after 40 minutes. Yeah, that's been a bit of a frustration. <laughs> yeah, I actually went ahead and just paid for an account just so that, you know, as long as I'm in a meeting early enough, I think it automatically switches over to make me like, hey, this guy has an account. Sure, the whole the meeting can just go on. So we've been doing that manually for the hangouts that you're in, that you are in, that you're attending there. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we've been uh, we've been pretty successful with that little hack. Yep. Zoom we here. Don't take that away. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Skype ish. Yeah, I didn't I don't think you can do group calls and I don't know if you can do group calls in Skype with enough people, with that many people. No, no, it limits it a lot more than even this is 25 on Discord. Um, I know, depending on the account, you can get up to like 500, make breakout rooms with Zoom. Um, but I also know there's a concern over the fact that you can like screen record. Again, it, yeah. com it comes back to this, the safety portion. You may be out, but you don't want to be out, out. Yeah, the screen recording's been something a lot of people... Seeing as I've been organizing a regular hangout every week, a lot of people come to me with the exact same uh, safety suggestions, and I do my best to implement them all. Um, passwords and things. I uh, mm -hmm. My hangout always has a unique password. No recordings, unique passwords. Uh, only inviting people, either only admitting people or inviting people who like who are vetted or at least are known to the community. That's a way to do it, definitely, with the vetting. Yeah. Telling people who can't uh, be properly vetted that the password is yeet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeet. There's the there's the password. It's yeet. Um, yeah. The Flame Conference. What uh, what platform? Just what platform was the Flame Conference on? Because I heard about that a bunch. I didn't attend. But like, what 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 platform was it on? So the Flame Conference was done via Zoom. It was made into three different rooms. Uh, each room having its own unique name, unique password, and they all had their presenters, um, translators if they needed them, captioners if they needed them, and moderators. Um, and then what they would do is run whatever class it is, at the end of the meeting, kick everyone out, and then reset to go back on for the next class. It was relatively successful. Some people were more set up for it than others. Um, but for something slapped together in less than a month, it went pretty well. I just feel like it needed needed something a little bit more in the organization. But I'm just nitpicky and a control freak. Well, we actually know the um, creators of that conference. Uh, that's actually the... Um... I don't, I don't know if they've actually officially done their step down at this point since everything died off. But uh, Dave and Brynn, the, um, the current Master Slave uh, title holders. Uh, hey, wow. Yeah, they're actually local to Bakersfield, and we know them. Um, they were the ones yeah. that kind of put that on because they're like, hey, we have these titles. Let's do something with it. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> 
Hey, the real thing about organizing and having a successful anything is it doesn't matter how successful it is. It's just if you do something and it works, that's a huge thing. You know, if you do something and it fails, it doesn't matter. It's just that you tried in the first place. As long as you do it, it's good. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad that they tried. I'm glad that it worked out as best that it did. Just a few little nitpicky things, but we're in, in an age where everyone's just trying to learn a bunch of digital stuff. It's weird to see kids of the elementary age not knowing how to type on a keyboard because everything has been touchscreened their entire lives. Wait, what? <laughs> you, oh. You've not seen that? I have never, I did not know that. <laughs> I've, I've built computers and I've sat people, like people's kids that are elementary school age, like 10 and under in front of a computer and they didn't know what a mouse was <gasps> and they kept trying to touch the screen because <laughs> ah, tablets uh, and phones. Yeah, that's a it's, problem. It's a thing. And yeah. then you have the older generation who's like, no, this is Windows 93. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, think about it this way, because we're going to be eventually in the same shoes as the older generation. I refuse. <laughs> and never stop learning. <laughs> I'm Peter Pan, damn it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just interesting to see these, those really young kids not, not having that kind of backwards compatibility, that kind of backwards training. Typing speed has going down. I mean, yeah. most of us wouldn't know how to use a slide rule either. Yeah, you ain't don't? nobody knows how to use those. I'll, I'll give you that. I do in an abacus. What's wrong with you? I, I said most. <laughs> I said most. Most people I know who have like mechanical engineering degrees have no idea how to use one of those. Oh, that's scary. But, you know, whip around, you got most people who don't know how to drive properly either. Georgia. Especially people from Georgia now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, every state technically, because there's always going to be somebody out there that makes you. No, we all know that Californians can't drive. No, they can't. <laughs> Aren't you two from California? I am from California. <laughs> California's Californian drivers are something else. Mississippi drivers were something else when I was in Mississippi. Illinois drivers were something else when I was in Illinois. It's every state has their. Every state has stupid people. Special people. Being yeah. Real. Yeah. And everybody thinks they're a better driver than everybody else. Yeah, that's true. Well, hey, everybody. What do you think of today's episode? Was it good for you? Yeah. It was fantastic. Oh, certainly got something up for me. What did you say, Not? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it certainly got something up for me. Uh... All right. Well, with that, let's do this. So, closing thoughts. Stacy, closing thoughts? I am just glad that we're all adapting to this uh, to this new remote world the best we can. Okay. Noff, closing thoughts? Uh, the best way to get a reaction out of Captain Awesome right now is probably to sit here and call you Teddy Bear. Anyway, uh, Kitten, closing <laughs> thoughts? Um... I'm hoping that after this pandemic, we now know that it could have been an email and not a meeting. And um, I am for 2020 being the year of release and release instead of Netflix and chill. <laughs> Ooh. 
Não, tipo, não, não. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> And for me, uh, closing thoughts, stay home, kids. It's not worth it to go out just to, like, hey, I have to see all 15,000 of my friends. You don't have 15,000 friends. You have 15,000 people online. It's, it's okay. Sit your ass at home. Don't spread this thing. We want it gone so we can get life back to some semblance of normal. Whatever the new normal is after all this finally dies down. Yeah, I'm good with that. Also, murder yeah. hornets. Murder hornets. <laughs> Don't pee on me. Stay home. Stay safe. Be kind. Rewind? Just be kind. <laughs> Just be kind. Sorry. Physical media is dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. And with that, we are out.